Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. We welcome you this morning. We welcome you. Thank you for joining in with us. We just celebrate you online. And uh, we're going to worship a little while, and then we're going to teach on uh, the second part of the miracle of Christmas this morning. God bless you. We just welcome you this morning. Hallelujah. We welcome the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Go ahead, Pastor. out my message Sunday because how many know the Holy Ghost fell? What you going to do? You going to talk over him? No. <laughs> Philip, when Philip preached, he preached till the Holy Ghost fell. Did you know we can preach till the Holy Ghost falls when he tells us to? That happened last time too when Ferris started crying out at the prayer center when we had service there that Sunday morning. She's just started crying out. I knew I couldn't quit preaching, and I'm thinking, I've been preaching a long time, God. But um, then that cry came out. So God said he'll, he'll confirm his word with signs following, and it could be that way, or it could just be he tells you to go ahead and preach your whole message, and then people go to the altar. But I heard that real cry Sunday out of Brother Allen, and when I heard that cry, it's been a long time since I heard that cry where he's now at his knees at the altar and cried out to God. So there was nothing else to do. Amen. <laughs> so we talked about Sunday. I'll just kind of go over a few things that we talked about that Jesus came and he's the miracle of Christmas. That wasn't hard to figure out, huh? He's the miracle of Christmas. He came doing good. He went about doing good and saving and healing and delivering. And that's what Pastor Pinson always said about this ministry. That's why we're not a church or a ministry. She said, because we don't want to just do one of those. We want to do all of those. Because that's what he did. You know, you can go to a church and it's all about salvation. Or you can go to a church and it's all about healing. And I'm not saying that's bad because different 
ministries have different functions. But the function, the reason we go so deep is to be able to produce the proof into all three. So when I say a miracle happens through you, and part of this message is to show where it happened through the disciples, because it's easy to just say, God, he's the only one that does the miracle. Well, who's he going to do it through? He said, if you give, man's going to give it back to you, pressed down, good measure, shaken together, running over. So he uses vessels. He said there's either vessels of honor or vessels of dishonor in the house of the Lord. And I want to be a vessel of honor. One of our classes is going to be, when we start the school back in a couple weeks, is on honor. We were asking Kim and Charlotte last night, what would you like to teach? Honor. Because they said that's what they see in need of, honor. So that's going to be one of the classes. Amen. And we talked about the wise men followed him. They followed the star to find Jesus and how the star, what they were calling, you know, the star of Bethlehem, all these years later, right around Christmas time. But he's the one. He's the star. He's the one we follow. And then Julie had a word Sunday, Yahweh. And it means bringing him into existence. Let's think about that a minute. Because that is the Lord's prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That means miracles. That means he's in existence. That means the glory is the manifested presence of God. We have the presence of God. He abides in us. He's here. He's wherever we go. But is he manifesting through your life? Are you laying hands on the sick and they're recovering? Are you uh, casting out devils, which is a miracle? Because I don't know the root of your problem, but the Holy Spirit said every hidden thing will be made manifested. So that's why it's a miracle, because it's not by human hands. I can't look at Rhonda and say, when she first came to this ministry and she wouldn't look up. I remember when she walked through the door so many years ago and she wouldn't look up. I, I can't say what her, her uh, you just need to straighten up, Rhonda. You know all about God. You need to straighten up. I can't do that. I don't know why she has her head down. The Holy Spirit has to reveal those things, and that's why they're miracles. We learn that God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. We learn if we confess him and believe in our heart, we'll be saved. We learn that he changes not. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Somebody say miracles are still for today. He said his word won't return void, but it'll accomplish what he sent it to do. He said, John said, is this the real deal? If anyone has any questions about your ministry, um, produce the proof, and that'll stop some of the questions. There'll always be those that reason about you and doubt you and all of that, but the people that really want to know, 
if you're producing the proof, if you're producing miracles, which is hard to say that you can produce a miracle. It's him through you, but you're the one that's producing the proof. It's hard to say that because it's very um, humbling. But Pastor Robert can produce miracles through Jesus Christ. You can produce miracles online through Jesus Christ. Because if you don't, who's going to do it? Who's doing the miracles? Yeah, one of the things that people question, where's the miracles of today? Well, where's the Elijah's of today? Where's the, where's the ones that's going to lay their life down to be able to produce the miracles? I see them rising up. Hallelujah. He said, whatsoever you desire when you pray, ask and believe, and you're going to have it. So I'm asking for miracles for y'all. I'm asking. I opened my envelope, and it said from Teresa Cirilla, Dr. Cirilla's wife. She's doing the conference this year. She's got eight, eight promises for miracles. I was like, oh, God, you just keep confirming it. So she's going to lay hands. If you get a chance, watch it online. That's what I'm going to do. And at the end of it, or one of the days, she's going to release with her army of intercessors the uh, miracles, the blessings of the miracles of God. Amen. Let's look at Judges chapter 6. We'll start here from things we hadn't talked about yet. Verse 13. We had talked about in Romans 3, 4, it doesn't matter if people don't believe in miracles. Because it, it doesn't make God's word untrue. And this is a big deal. People think if I don't believe, that means I probably ain't going to hell because I don't believe in no hell. Well, yeah, you are. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Romans 3, 4 says it doesn't matter who doesn't believe. Let God's word be true and every man a liar. So it's going to happen whether we believe it or not. And that's good to know. That's good to know so we can fight the spirit of unbelief. Well, it ain't going to matter if I don't believe it because it's going to happen anyway. That's what the word of God says. So let's look at Judges 6, 13 and 14 because I heard some questions through the body a couple months ago. It's been several, several months ago. You know, whatever you say in the dark uh, is shouted on the rooftop. <laughs> And uh, I heard that some people were asking these questions. If I was hearing God, this is the bottom line, then why would I have planted those churches just for them to betray me? So it, it put doubt in people's mind about me, but it didn't some that, that really know me because they've seen other things that I've said come to pass, and they know I don't just say words. Well, yeah, they're called. Yes, they're called. That's why they still, you know, still there. They're called. If they weren't called, I wouldn't have never said, you're a pastor, let me ordain you. Let's look at Gideon. And Gideon said to him, Oh, my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? When God wanted him, you mighty man of valor, rise up and save these children of mine. He's doubting. He's like, um, 
why would all this Midianites be stealing everything we have, everything that we planted, they steal it if that was God, if this was God, why? My Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles, which our fathers told us of saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us in the hands of the Midianites. And the Lord looked at him and said, you go. Are we supposed to be doing the miracles? You go in this, your might, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? So I'm saying that to you today. Has he not sent you? to manifest miracles through your life like he did Gideon? Has he not sent the ones that we ordained? Has he not sent the ones that we planted? Has he not really said that? Just because they choose, Satan chose to fall and take a third of the angels, but it don't mean that he, <laughs> he wasn't supposed to pick God over himself. It's a choice that we make. He said, this day I set before you life and death, and you can impart and impart and impart, but it comes a time, I think of Julie and the children, because when people want to, like, pay Julie back for something, let me just say this, they'll say things. What you think about all these folks that you taught when they was, where they at? They'll try to put that doubt there that, what you're doing isn't working. What you're doing didn't do anything. What you're do, Hey, all of that's in the kingdom. All I'm required to do is obey him. That's it. And then it's up to everybody else to carry. I was talking to somebody the other day, and I, I felt sick when we got off the phone. Let me just go ahead and... Because I've been having some dreams about their children. And so I was talking to them, and I said... I can't give you advice over your child anymore. But when I said them words, it's not just I can't give advice. They're not covered. I did not know that. And I left and went to the bathroom throwing up. I was totally sick. Keely was trying to give me something. And I said, let me come back. That's what made me sick. It was a spiritual sickness that, oh my goodness, if we go to a church like this and we don't take the counsel and we keep going back and back and back and using their anointing in their life and we don't do it. It's like we learn when mama, if you're going to go to the doctor, then do what he says. That's what she taught us. If you're not going to submit to him, don't go to him. If you don't like what he's saying, go find another doctor. But she said, I have to do what the doctor says because I submitted myself to the doctor. If I, if I wasn't going to go, God, I just believe you're going to heal me. Then I don't have to do what he says. It's the same thing. If Pastor Barbara tells you something over and over and over and over and you ignore it, you're trampling the name of Jesus. You're trampling what she's given her life for, and it's dangerous ground. So they repented, but in my heart, their child was really released, so I wasn't trying to get them to repent. 
because I have been counseling them 20 years, and they do what they want to do with their child. They come back around, they get their way, they, they, it's always an excuse, always a justification. And I was like, oh my goodness, I didn't know they was going to be released when I had the dream that I can't tell you anything about your child anymore. See, there's things God will let you release. I know we're going to talk about miracles, so I better get back on it. That's just a little side thing that if you're going to go to a church like this, it's not a light thing because people are giving their life to produce the word that's being produced. And that's what I'm seeing in my life. I'm going to a new level, and so are the pastors in here. Pastor Dana can't do things that you can do. You say, well, someone said to me, what day you want on the chore board? Well, I've got my leaders saying, Apostle, you're not their apostle if you're in their cooking for them. You're not their apostle if you're in their cleaning for them and they're living at your house. But they said, you can't do it. It's not that I don't want to. But when I, there was a time in my life when I laid hands on that girl Sunday morning, she would have grabbed my neck and slapped me. But she hit the floor, boom. That means the level of that authority that's in my life, the level of that authority that I've died and paid a price for, I can't do things like I used to do. Because what you do is bring yourself down to the natural. I know that don't make sense to a lot of people. And like Charlotte said, those are things you already did. See, what people don't know when they come to my house, I cleaned my leader's house for seven years. I washed her truck. I didn't take money from her. Uh, I didn't want to clean her house no more after four years. And I tried to quit, and she said, I hired somebody and told me, come help them. <sighs> God, I don't want to do this, but I surrender. So anybody that you're serving for a long period of time, they've already served somebody. And they can't go back down there. And those are the things Kim's trying to teach us. Those are the things that he's wanting to teach us. Amen. So we're looking, and God said, Gideon, you got the stuff. You got the stuff, Gideon. I had a dream last night. And I've been dreaming a lot lately. Last week I had a dream that someone was fighting me over this platform, and it wasn't anybody in our ministry. And Mama was there. And she was actually at their thing, and she was supposed to teach for them. And I was real hurt because I didn't know she was going to be there. And, but that person didn't know I was going to be there. So I climb these stairs, and I get there, and I see Mama, and she's looking at me. And that person turned around, dishonored. Angie, I love you. I said, you don't love me, or you wouldn't have betrayed me. We don't betray those that we love. And Mama looked at him and said, you, she's right, so-and-so. You don't love her. But you know what Pastor Pinson was there for? To decide who was going to get the church. What does that mean? Who was going to get the church? All the ones that God's given to us belong to us. All the ones he said they'll come back to us. Who's going to get that? Angie, are you going to go this next level? Because if you're not, they're going to get it. Well, last night my dream was 
and it was in in the dream I could it could have went either way the other dream but in my dream I was fixing to come preach and it was here and she was here too waiting on me and somebody was doing my hair and they was taking her time I said we're fixing to be late we're going to be late and like and it wasn't no big deal and and then I looked for Tim and his his aunt coming in with his her new grandbaby and he was going to stay there with family, but he come on with me. I looked downstairs, somebody's sleeping and rode over. I said, we got to get to church. And I saw all the faces. I'm just not going to name the names. They, they rode over and said, I don't got no money for gas. I didn't want to stay home today. I said, no, get up. I got money. Let's go. So I go in the other room, and somebody else is sick. And I, I let them stay there. They sick. And I'm like, God, what's happening? What's happening? Let's see, that hit all them. Sick, sleepy, and family. Woo. And, and lethargy, being late. So I come on, and I literally... I was calling Tim, come get me, come get me, because I was across the street, and it was, you know, it wasn't far, but I had on heels and everything, and I was having to get there, and he had something tying him up, and I, I had to walk to get to there, and I was, I was almost late. And I walked in to preach the word of God that I had laid on my face and fasted and prayed for, and had to go up through all that natural stuff to, to preach the word of God. And I barely made it on time. But when I walked in, I walked by that person that was trying to take my call. Like I said, they're not in this ministry. And they were almost dead. They had no life on their face. And I walked by and I patted them on the shoulder. But the whole church was just on a whole nother level. It was like we were getting ready for a king, getting ready for queens. It was bunch of white you know how we do the tables in the back Julie and them decorate them with them for weddings the whole sanctuary was like that and I got up and preached with an anointing that I had never preached in on a, another level and that's what God's trying to say when you go up in your authority when you die you go up in authority you don't just die and you can't do things you used to do you can't even things that look good when I first started preaching, I thought I'm going to ride a horse again. That thing bucked me off and it knocked me out. And Mama said, you can't do things you used to do, Angie. And I was sad. I was like, I can't even ride a horse no more. But Charlotte said, yeah, you just go somewhere where the horse is trained to ride people, you know, where, where they do it all the time. That, so, but you can't do things like you used to do if you're going to carry miracle power. You got to see that you have miracle power on the inside of you. That the devils, the devils tremble. Do things manifest when you come in the room? I believe they do. Out of most of y'all, I believe that when you come in this glory, that the demons manifest. When you get around, they're gonna be laying out when you walk by. They're gonna be being healed, like that testimony. I'll let Evangelist Kobe share his own testimony when someone's watching him and they're healed and they're Baptist pastors. And they got to check their faith because God just healed their back. 
hey, Yakaba Sakarabo So I can't do, and I'm glad because God has taken me to this level. And so if roofs fall in or this and that, I I can't do nothing about it. I just got to carry the word. The word's like a fire shut up in my bones, and I'm going to have to carry it, and I'm going to have to lay hands on the sick for them to recover, and the deaf ears come open, and the blind eyes see, because that's what God called us to do. (laughs) That's what he called us to do. And we can all be at that level. It's just a process that we go through. But one thing I want us to see, yes, we got to believe. Yes, we got to quit looking at our circumstances and look at the bigness of our God. And every step we take is going to be a miracle. And the third thing we got to do is recognize we're the vessel he's trying to use. You are the vessel he's trying to use. Let's look at Matthew 4.23. We all know this one because it's Jesus, and we all say, well, Jesus, I'm not Jesus. Yeah, you are. You're a little God. That's what the Word says. <laughs> Matthew 4, 23. We're supposed to be imitators of God. Let me make sure I got my right scriptures. 4, 23. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And, he, and his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought him, him all sick people that were taken with divers diseases and torments and these which were possessed with devils and those which were lunatic and those that had the palsy, and he healed them. And there followed him great multitudes of people from Galilee and from, from uh, Decapolis and from Jerusalem and from Judea and from beyond Jordan. You want to get the multitudes? I'm talking to myself. Be a miracle working person. <laughs> they followed him for the miracles and for the food. Amen. Matthew 12, 15, they want to make him a king. He said, uh-uh, I got to get away from here because he knew that he came to die on the cross. They want to make him a king because of the miracles that he did. Amen. Mark 16, 17, 17 through 20, and these signs shall follow them that believe. Let's look at it. These signs shall follow you. Hallelujah. 16, 17 through 20. These signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils, shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. The miracle of Christmas lives on the inside of you. Psalms 103, 2 and 3 says, forget not his benefits. What's his benefits? Miracles is a benefit of God. Do y'all ever hear anybody talk about them? I don't think I've ever preached on them. A miracle is something that you can't produce. It's simple as that. It's something I can't produce. I need money, God. I gave a $500 pledge two weeks ago, and this anointing in here, 250 put in my hand. I was just coming through here Saturday, and 
Tim was doing something at the dumpster, and somebody ran out of the church and said, here's, so I put it on that. I, I said, here, Julie, here's half of that pledge. Already paid. That's a miracle. You hear me? That's a miracle. Shakaba, satere. Thank you, Rhonda and Andy, for that miracle. Amen. You can't impart what you don't have. You've got to know what you have. I've got to know what I have. Natalie, you're walking around with the miracle power of God on the inside of you. And it's a seed. It starts as a seed. I've got to start laying hands on the sick. i got to start saying come out. The first time I cast the devil out without my mama here, I was scared. That person was in that office, come here from Texas, and reached over the thing, and I said, <sighs> and I realized it wasn't me doing it. It was the mantle that was placed on my life that cast that devil out. He drove six or seven hours here to get free. That's the miracle working power of God. Can't impart what you don't realize you have. It only flows through preparation. Jesus was here before you ever needed a miracle. God already prepared a way for you and me before we needed a miracle. And he said, in my name, you can ask anything and it'll be done. Because the power of God was already here before we were here. So there was, God knew about preparation. We got to prepare to carry the miracle working power. That's why you can't do everything you used to do anymore. God came in the form of a baby. That's a miracle. <laughs> God, Emmanuel, God with us. God, the word that dwelt among us through Jesus, his son, became a baby. That baby is on the inside of you. That's the miracle of Christmas. That baby's on the inside of me, and the sooner I activate him, because it's a seed. When you ask him in your heart, it's a seed, and that seed has to be fed. That seed has to be watered. That seed has to be allowed to grow, and it's grown by our faith. Faith is the action to a miracle. You can know that when there's a miracle, somebody reached out in faith. Somebody got out of the natural. Somebody did. Let's look at John 2, 11. I mentioned this the other day, but I just want to read it because I saw something. Whew. We're going to start, though, with verse 1 and just read it because this is Bible study. This is discipleship. And the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus says to him, They have no wine. They want healing, they have no healing. They want deliverance, they have no way out. Jesus always Jesus says to her, Woman, what have I to do with you? My, t my hour is not yet come. He didn't think he's ready. That's one way to look at it. He didn't think he was ready. He'd been home since he was 12 after he knew he was king and he's teaching in the temple and his mama said, come home. Because he was there three days and they was amazed at his teaching. They come to get him and he had to go submit. You didn't hear nothing else about him for 18 more years. And all of a sudden, this mama 
The mama in me is saying, you're ready. You're ready. You're ready. So what did she do? She pushed Jesus out of the natural. This is what I saw. <laughs> she pushed Jesus out of the natural. He's at home building stuff with his father, learning how to be a carpenter. He says, Mama, my time is not yet. She said to his servant, she ignored him and said, whatever he says to you, do it. She pushed him out of the nest. Come on, Jesus. Come on. You're born for such a time as this. Get out of the natural. Get out of your mind. Get out of your everyday humdrum life. And come on and go into the next level. Go up so you can produce the miracle work and power of God. Whatever he says, he says, do it. And there was six water pots of stone, Matt manner of purifying the Jews containing two or three firklings apiece. Jesus says, fill the pots, and they filled them, and he said, draw now, and they drew it, and he saved, the Bible says that it's they, he saved the best wine for last. Verse 11, this beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee, and what he do? Manifested his glory. When you do miracles, you're manifesting forth his glories. And his disciples believed in him. So in order to do a miracle, this is key, you got to come out of the natural. You can't be in your mind. You cannot be in your mind. You can't be on your cell phone. You got to be lost in the spirit. Spirit of God is a spirit. And you got to worship him in spirit and in truth. But when Jesus come out of the natural of just being a carpenter and went into the miracle of having to believe, okay, I'm going to believe that this water, can you imagine that's your first miracle? It ain't like in front of one person. It's a whole wedding of people. Turn this water into wine. He went out of the natural, and that's what we got to do in church. We got to come out of the natural. Did y'all feel that song that uh, it might have, is the one that I turned and said, can we play this, uh, God of Miracles? Did you see the pull, how it was hard, a little hard? You know what was happening? We're coming out of the uh, natural into the spirit. That has to happen. It has to happen in prayer. It has to happen in church. If it don't, there's no miracles. You can have a good message, and this, this is all good. I'm saying you can have some healings, but there's no miracles. There's no babies created in the womb. There's no creative arms growing out. There's no lame man getting up walking. Do y'all see the difference in healings and miracles? Yes. Miracles is something that happens. It happens. Uh, and it's only going to happen through faith. It's only going to happen through Adam getting up and saying, I think I was supposed to lay hands on that blind man. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine spitting in people's eyes because they're blind? First time God told me breathe on somebody, I didn't do it. I'm like, I don't breathe in their face. I did it the next time because they didn't get their breakthrough. 
It takes faith to produce a miracle, but God says that he wants you to produce them. He wants me to produce them. Uh, Paul, Philip, Barnabas, they did miracles. Acts 6, 8. Acts 8, 6. Philip did miracles. Acts 15, 12. Barnabas did miracles. And Paul, Acts uh, let me read my right. Nineteen eleven, Paul did special miracles. Y'all see where you do them? The Bible says by the hands of Paul. It didn't say by the hands of Jesus. By the hands of Paul, he wrought special miracles. The handkerchiefs that was on his body produced the proof. It is through the name of Jesus, but he had to do it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Acts 2, verse 22. Let's look at that. I'm almost through. Acts 2, verse 22. Thank you. You men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you. How was he approved? So many people want to be approved of God. He was approved of God. A man. He was a man. Just like you. By miracles and wonders and signs. Which God did by him in the midst of you. You want God's approval? All he wants is a vessel. He's not looking for perfection. He's, he knows some people you pray for might die. <laughs> First person I prayed for is pregnant with twins, but I didn't operate in faith. Rhonda called and said, he said, would I come to the hospital? I wasn't even a pastor then. Would I come to the hospital? And I did, and this lady's pregnant with twins, and I don't know, four months, something. I don't know how far along. And I sit in that chair, and Rhonda and her was talking, you know, like we do. And I felt, but I, I had never experienced that before, but I felt a quickening. I didn't even know that's what it was. I kind of knew that's what it was. I can't lie. But I felt something. Go pray for her. Well, they're talking. Y'all ever see me interrupting thing? <laughs> They're talking. I waited. About, about three or five minutes later, I said, can I pray for you? I prayed for her. I didn't feel any anointing. One of the babies died. And that's why I don't mind stepping in. That's why I don't mind stopping and saying, wait, God wants to do this. Let's do this. Come on, because I felt a quickening, but I'm not the only one in this church that feels quickenings. I'm not the only one. Maybe you don't know what that is. That's the Holy Ghost wanting God, God himself wanting to do a miracle. If you feel a quickening, he's supposed to do something supernatural because the quickening is supernatural. It's not natural. So he's prompting us. Come on. Come on, Andy. Run around church. Come on, Andy. Tell people to give. Come on. Come on, sing a song out of your spirit, fair. Come on. Like, um, 
What's her, what's her name? Did Sunday, sang out her spirit, Rayshawn. And she brought a breakthrough, too, in here. Hallelujah. Galatians 3, 5 says, He that works, worketh miracles. Does he do it by the law or faith? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. But with faith, it's possible to do anything. Ha! With God, all things are possible. He said, without faith, you can't please me. You're not pleasing. We work hard to please God. But when it comes that time to step out in faith, especially to jump off that cliff, that's where the thing, but, but the more you do it, the more you're going to grow, the bigger your face going to be, then the more authorities you're going to have, and then you're going to walk around, and it's like, I said, come out. When that witch came in here, I didn't know she's a witch. She'd been coming a couple times. I'm like, but see, the Holy Ghost, he knows how to do it. I said, you're an evangelist, aren't you? Because she is in another church. You're an evangelist, has been for years. Well, maybe you're preaching here or something. Well, she come up to the front, and I walked over there, and Demetrius was with me, beside me, and I put my hands on her, and she, she fell out. She started speaking in these weird tongues. And I looked at him. I said, is she a witch? He said, I ain't getting involved in that. See, if you don't got no, well, I'm going to say that. Uh, <laughs> you got to know what you got to, to call somebody a witch. Adam's in my house. they selling food. Somebody comes and gets their food. The kids come in, and he said, that lady's daughter's a witch, which the, the daughter wasn't there. And the kids was all in the bathrooms everything. We over there, shakabasatadadaba, get out of the house in the name of Jesus. He saw it. You're going to get that kind of power through laying down your life. Let's look at 1 Corinthians. I got two more, one or two more scriptures. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 8. Thank you, Lord. Are you seeing that you're the one that's supposed to produce miracles through Jesus Christ? Are you seeing how to do it? You got to believe. You got to get your eyes off yourself and your circumstance. You got to step into faith. You got to stand on that word that God gives you if he says somebody's healed. You got to stand on that word. Amen. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 8. For the one is given by the spirit the word of wisdom and another the word of knowledge by the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. Did y'all know that's supposed to be in the church on Sunday morning? Because all those nine gifts, God can use you in any of them. When he says, one bring a psalm, one bring a hymn, one bring a doctrine, he's saying it's not supposed to be a one-man show. I was so glad when they obeyed God Sunday. I was so glad when Julie jumped up and had a word for the church and Monica and Brother Allen because it's not supposed to be one-man show. Let's look at verse 28. Shandarabha Sate. 
Mm. Let me see if it's the same one. 12. What did I say? Verse 28. And God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondary prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles. See, it's just kind of thrown in there. People kind of skip over that one. The gifts of healings, helps, helps is thrown in there too. People don't really recognize people with the ministry of helps. It's thrown right in there by miracles and healings, governments, diversities of tongues. So the gift of miracles is supposed to be operating through the body. It's supposed to be an everyday thing. We're supposed to live in the realm of miracles. We're supposed to walk by somebody and they get healed. We're supposed to, when we just go in a room, miracles happen. Woo! I'm going to get Rhonda to play this song because when I was praying over this message, this song came to me, and I just want this. It's called The Blessing, and I want it. Adam, God gave him that word for me to pray a blessing over me the other day, and he sent me a text. And this quickening me for this, and we're just going to pray it over you with the song. Amen. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name.